You got to be able to focus on your craft to win ball games, even when it's burning down around you like it is in Chicago. The Chiefs have an opportunity here. What does this game look like today? Unlocked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors. Hope you're having a good one. It is a Red Friday for your Chiefs kingdom. We're brought to you today by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create your account, and use the code Locked On NFL. You can get 20 bucks off your first purchase. That's last minute tickets for the lowest price guaranteed. We have a ton to cover today. Thanks for making us your first listen on this live show of the game preview for the Chicago Bears. We appreciate you being here with us. Thanks for doing that. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell here on YouTube because we are free every day on every platform five, maybe sometimes six, sometimes seven days a week, depending on what's going on. And you can check out your next Locked On show coming up next for Baby It's the Bear Show. Laura Cox, if you missed him yesterday, does a great job getting prepared for the chaos that is Chicago right now. And we have shows for every team across the league. Make sure you check them out next. We have a lot of fun. We're going to get into these game time predictions and the goals that the Chiefs need to accomplish in order to win this ball game. We're also going to cover the matchups and how they get to that process, but we're going to start today with just how big this game is for a couple of different reasons and just how much drama is going on in Chicago. It is a long, long list, isn't it, Chris? It's a very long list, and I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner. He is Ryan Tracy from RGR Football. Uh, Be sure to go check those out. I just want to say really quick, uh, there's been a lot of talk about third down. I've been talking a lot about third down play. I uh, just wrote a couple of articles. I'm going to continue to look at that all season on Chiefs Corner. Uh, I'm going to dive into matchups a little bit more for tomorrow's show as well, or for tomorrow as well. When you look at this Bears situation, uh, Justin Fields, and I need to be careful here because he he walked it back. He didn't realize how it came out, I don't think, and reporters kind of started reporting it one way, and he started walking it back. And they've covered for him. They've said that they don't feel like he threw them under the bus purposely, so – it looks like they're okay, or at least they're putting on that front. But Justin Fields kind of threw his offensive coordinator on the bus to an extent in his press conference. Uh, that's just a small portion of what's going on in Chicago, though, right now. The group of people under the bus in Chicago right now is about as epic as it's got. There's probably somebody from, like, you know, the 30s in there from Prohibition days. That's how many bodies are under this bus right now. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, they, you know, defense coordinator's gone. Uh, they're going to be moving on from that. Uh, they have other issues. You know, there's question the play on the field, and that's really what it comes down to with Justin Fields. And if you haven't been paying attention to what's been going on in Chicago, let's break it down really quick. Justin Fields is struggling in Chicago. The Bears are owned to. I mean, a lot of people know that, but the reason they're struggling is because he is thinking too much. You can see it in some of the throws he makes, or some of the throws he doesn't make because he's staring at where the ball should go and doesn't pull the trigger. It's not processing the way it should in his mind right now, and that's what's causing issues on their offense. Uh, Regardless of them being 0-2, this is a dangerous team because Justin Fields, if he can get to a point where he uses his instincts, can be a dangerous player. He he certainly has that talent. Um, He... Whether it's legs, whether it's it's making plays, breaking the pocket, etc., he has that ability. Is he putting it together right now? No. Can you put that all on him? Probably not. Is it part of the offensive coordination? Yes. Is it, uh, what, what was the comment or robotic play calling? Yes. You got to get creative out there because there's too many good minds on the defensive side of the ball in this league to, how about, how to about be a too predictive. Cast? 
Yeah, Stormcast isn't great either. No, and the offensive line is a mess. Uh, Braxton Jones, one of my favorite rookies, uh, they have a pair of rookie tackles there. He's gone to IR. Now they have uh, their backup going to start at left tackle. At least that's what it feels like. They haven't announced where they're going to play. Uh, Darnell, he, he's been playing on the right. You're tempted to put it on the left. I think that actually diminishes two positions on that offensive line. And well, honestly, FAU and George Karloff has got to be happy either way. The bigger thing for me is if you move Darnell right over there, he can be a great right tackle, but I don't think he has the ability and the mobility to be a left tackle. And you're sitting there in a situation where if you put him at left tackle and he gets beat, you could be getting Justin Fields hurt because I guarantee you FAU is going to be rushing from that side uh, regardless at times, and the speed rush could kill. Yeah. It definitely can. We're going to have updates for you. When we find out anything, we will definitely put it out on the text line as well. Make sure you sign up for that at 816-357-8781. You can get information direct to your inbox. Uh, we cover a lot of that, and Chris does a great job of uh, being more uh, on time than I am, so appreciate that. But it's it's not just the X's, it's not just the whole organization kind of in meltdown phase, which is firmly where I believe that it is, but it's how do you then try to concentrate um, I mean, the facility was raided. There were, there, were, there were police on the campus of the Chicago Bears this week, campus, lack of a better word. It's all well, these outer distractions that you need to take care of to get to the field to have a chance, especially against a Chiefs defense that has been, quite frankly, performing better than we ever ex expected at this point in the season. To be clear, I think that they've come out and said that there was nobody actually on the Bears campus uh, from the police anyway. It, it just seems to be something on the on a personal level for their coach. Uh, wow. But, you know, there's so many different reports out there. Uh, you know, I it's hard to know who to believe at this point. Um, <laughs> but you sit there and you look at it, and you're right. There's so many questions. Like, if this was Kansas City, and, and I, I hate using this analogy, but if this was Kansas City, even going up against the Chicago Bears, you'd be worried that they could actually function as a team well enough to be able to play a good enough game. Now, the one thing I will say in the big caveat here to me, and this is something that makes me just a little bit nervous, is with everything going on around them, they're going to have the mentality of us, us against the world. And if that can drive them to a huge focus point, that could turn to be a problem. And not because I think the Bears should normally be able to beat Kansas City, but because if you look back at Kansas City's history over the past several years, they played down to teams like this. And the one thing that we're sitting here looking at right now and we haven't discussed is you have injuries to Richie James, Kadarius Tony, Nick Bolton, who all may not play in this game. Pacheco returned from injury in practice in some form. We don't have an exact report yet. Uh, so did Willie Gay. But if, you, if you're losing Kadarius Tony and Richie James, while you have enough wide receivers to get past that, who's going to be your returner? And whoever you put back there as your returner, all he's got to do is muff one punt, and that could completely change the game. It certainly can, and they're going to have that opportunity because uh, someone new is going to be in that role most most likely. And honestly, if you're going to pick something that they do well, uh, it's probably coverage in Chicago right now. They have Brisker. They have Jalen Johnson, um, which, by the way, as it comes down to October, if Ryan Poles has to, has to pull the plug and make some trades, um, those are two players the Chiefs ought to be interested in. I'll just put it that way. But – in Man, terms I can't of, see if you're them gonna, wanting to move a brisker, sorry. <laughs> I, I wish, can't either. But... People get desperate, though. And if, if the Chiefs That's are diminished true. on the offensive wide receiver side of it, they're playing into the, the Bears' strengths. 
who has that matchup. We're going to cover that next. Later, we're going to get to the goals that they have to accomplish and the predictions. But right now, it all comes down to what you want to do. And if you want to get to this game, it's always a challenge, right? Especially for the Chiefs home games. That's particularly a challenge for me because I'm coming from out of town, trying to get those seats. Sometimes I don't even know if I'm going to be leaving on time or leaving at all. Sometimes it's last-minute decisions, and that can create a lot of stress. There's one great way to relieve it, and that's with game time. You can go to gametime.com. You can find that app. Downloading the app is the way to go because it relieves that stress. It gives you a view of the seats. It lets you plan right now from this moment forward. It doesn't have to be months in advance. It lets you catch up when you do have an opportunity to go see your team, and that goes a long way. It's super simple. Go download the app, create an account, and use our code LOCKEDONNFL. With that code, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. It makes life super simple. You know where you're going. You can see what your view is going to be. I always love that aspect. And that guarantee means that you're going to get the best price that you can. If you find the same second, same row, you're going to get 110% of the difference credited to you from game time. So go download that app. Use the code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. And again, you want to redeem that with the code Locked On NFL. It's uh, the game time app. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed, lets you have a great way to get to that game and enjoy yourself. And while you're there, you might have to stock up on groceries. You might have to have something come over and help you. Uh, if, if you're looking for the convenience of not having to run out to the grocery store or have somebody meet you halfway to the stadium or whatever you're doing, there's a great new way to do it, and it's from DoorDash. It's the easiest, easiest way to get your groceries. It, they're trusted because they do the delivery thing great from restaurants. Uh, but now everything that you want from the grocery store, they can actually deliver that as well. Uh, it takes thousands of grocery stores to choose from and find the best one in your neighborhood, the one that you like the most. Uh, you can boost your local economy and still keep it all local with each and every order. It's exactly what you ordered and they make sure that it's right. So sit back, get your quality groceries, uh, just the ones that you picked, like you did it yourself. Uh, you can get 50% off of the DoorDash order right now up to a $25 value when you use the code locked on NFL when you check out. It's a limited time offer. So use that code now. Terms apply, but it's locked on NFL is the code. That's 50% off up to $25 on a zero delivery fee on your first order when you download the DoorDash app right now in the App Store and enter that code locked on NFL. Don't forget, it's that locked on NFL code that gets you the 50% off over at DoorDash. Get your groceries there now. If I was getting ready to cook, I would probably be looking for whatever I could get that might actually help make my meal better. And if you're the Chicago Bears, this is the sad part. You have to find a way to protect Justin Fields if you want to try to attack the Chiefs defense that is playing very, very well lately. And when I take a look at the grades from last week, um, you, you might already know this, but if you're going out on a limb about who the best pass protectors last week for the Chicago Bears were, they're not linemen. It's both of their running backs, and that's probably the scariest thing that's, that's going into this pass protection game. So that tells me that, A, between the rookie tackles, the backup tackles, and quite frankly, the, the, the line as a whole, the Chiefs have an opportunity here. We saw Chris Jones start out hot in his first game back. It kind of lifted the, the boat for everybody across the board. I look for Mike Dana to have a good game. I look for FAU to get involved. We talked about him early, but this is the key matchup for me is the Chiefs defensive front against that, that cobbled-together offensive line and maybe the backs if they're just going to have to keep them in because they're the only ones who can pass block. 
You're absolutely right. This is going to be interesting. I'm sitting here looking at the premium stats on PFF right now and nine pressures last week, including a couple, including two sacks. Uh, interestingly enough, Braxton Jones allowed three pressures in one sack himself. Uh, and you're going with the backup now because Jones didn't miss any time last week. So he played through whatever injury he had. Uh, their worst, their worst offensive lineman last week was Cody Whitehair at left guard. That's a big problem if you're if you're Chicago. Uh, yeah. You're going up against Kansas City with Chris Jones. That's going to be a tall task. Uh, I do think that that's going to be something that you're going to have to watch and see. You know what does Kansas City do in that regard? And it's interesting. You look at the depth chart. Uh, Derek Nottie's no longer a starter. Treshawn Wharton and Chris Jones are the starters according to the depth chart. Now, whether or not that actually plays out in the game is a different deal, but that's interesting to see because you wouldn't think that you would have Treshawn Wharton, who's mainly known as a pass rusher, be a starter next to a guy like Chris Jones. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I do think that goes towards uh, game flow, game expectations. Um, yep. You know, you're going to start out in a pass set probably. Um, Derek, I think Derek's played out of his mind in terms of. Oh, he's of his played great. Play. Yeah, yeah, not just pass rush, but run, run defense. Sorry, he's played fantastic. Absolutely, but if you're coming out and you're expecting, uh, you know, first down to be a passing down at this point, whether you're you're in a a nickel or a dime in the back or whatever it is, you want to get that pass rush right off the bat. So that does make a little bit of sense. I'm not sure it actually plays out that way when they hit the field uh, this Sunday or any other Sunday because I still feel like there are a lot of office coordinators in this league that want to try to pepper the run early. So. We'll see if that holds true. I'll, I'll be keying in on that to tell you the truth. Both of them, I feel, have a, a, a decent matchup. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Cody Whitehair, a guy with a, a good volume of experience, certainly is somebody that uh, if they can get after him, I think they're they're home free. And I'm really looking forward to this length on length. When FAU gets to go against Darnell Wright, whatever side he's on, uh, that's length on the length that I'm really keen to see. But they have to have the backup as well because what do they have going for them in Chicago right now? And for me, that's the running game. And I was really high on, on Roshan coming out because I think he's just he was underutilized in college. I think he's a guy that eventually will become the starter in Chicago at the tailback position, and they got to get him involved early. That comes back to those linebackers for me. So matchup number two that I think is super key is do you have Nick Bolton and Willie Gay all the way ready to go. Doesn't feel like it, right? So who steps in? I think we've seen Chanel play on the outside pretty well. I don't know if they're moving him inside. So this comes down to Drew Tranquil and the quality of his reps. I don't know how many they're going to be, but the quality of those snaps playing the run. Well, if you're going to have Bolton out a game, this is the game that I would like to have him out, to be quite fair. Uh, I, I trust Drew Tranquil. I think he's going to play well. And it wouldn't shock me to see them let Chanel get in there as your middle linebacker on some running downs. If you think they're going to be running the ball, why not put out the, the guy that has the probably the most pound-for-pound pound strength on the team, as Spagnuolo said? Uh, mm. That makes a lot of sense. So wouldn't shock me to see them go that direction. Uh, but I, I trust Drew Tranquil, and, and that's going to – but the big question when you start talking about the running game is can he hold up against the run, which Chicago's probably going to do a lot of. I'm sitting here looking at the receiving grades from last week. For Chicago, they only had 25 passing attempts. <laughs> that doesn't seem like today's NFL at all. So that's in a bad scenario for, you know, what Kansas City's defense has been doing so well this so far as playing against the pass. Uh, I'm not saying that they can't stop the run, uh, but and I think Chicago is going to have to be able to throw the ball to be able to beat Kansas City if they're going to win. But you sit here and you look at it, they only had 
two wide receivers targeted at all last week. Total. Yeah. Two running backs, two wide receivers, and two tight ends. That is the depth of how many people that they tried to throw the ball to in 25 snaps. That's a big problem for them if they cannot get more people involved because the success of those receivers wasn't great either. Well, and that brings us back to the linebacker level, right? So if I'm the Chicago Bears, I know that I can't hold the ball very long. I can't wait for routes to open up downfield. I have to attack rather quickly. And so is it tight ends and running backs on quicks? Probably. Is it slants out of a split out uh, tight end? Possibly. Cole Komet's going to get some looks. Um, it's going to be that, I think, 12 and under area that the Chiefs have to be concerned about, allowing their secondary to play over the top, I feel pretty comfortable with. Yeah, no, I, I do too. I think that you look at the way that the secondary's been playing, you look at the way that even the linebackers have been playing against the pass. I think that that's something that Kansas City has been doing better this year than they've been doing in the past. I think that they're playing better, uh, and that really helps out the secondary because if the linebackers are playing at the right depth and in the right places, then the secondary is going to be able to do what they're supposed to be able to do. So I think it's all working uh, the way it's supposed to be working the past two weeks. But that goes also back to what I, what we talked about at the very beginning of this show is we've seen them do so many things well so far this season. It's do they focus enough and make sure that they don't overlook the Bears? That's going to be the big question in going into this game for me. Uh, there's lots of different matchups you can look at. I like Kansas City's receivers, especially if you're without a guy like Richie James, a guy like Kadarius Tony. If you're without those two guys, you're going to have a ton of time to get to see more snaps from Rasheed Rice, probably Justin Ross as well, and that could really lead to better production down the road. Yeah, I, I think it probably could. So how do they get that done? What are their goals and what is going to happen? We're going to hit you with uh, predictions on the backside here after a message from our pals. PricePix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and charts, you pick more or less than on two or two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. PricePix is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. So easy to do. You need to go check them out. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Price Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts players' projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL using code locked on NFL. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Well, we're glad that you're with us. Thank you for liking and subbing and becoming part of uh, the Locked On Chiefs family here as we go through and prepare for this game. I think as it all comes down, there's a couple of goals that they have to achieve. And most of them, in my opinion, are on the mental side for the Kansas City Chiefs. And that is. A, keeping an edge. This is an opportunity, I think, for the offense to come out and get back on track by being aggressive early, being efficient early, and putting the Bears in a, in a situation where they're playing from behind. That is goal number one for me. And I will, I'm going to expand a little bit. I play with an edge, absolutely. I want to see Patrick Mahomes go out there and throw for 350 to 400 yards and three or four touchdowns. 
And I say that because they need to get the passing offense going. And the way you do that is volume. And I know that people are going to say you need to run the ball too. And I don't disagree with that, but Pacheco is injured. So that's going to be something that actually plays, I think, in Duquesne City throwing the ball more. And the passing offense hasn't been clicking. You've had times where the running games looked okay. You've had times where the passing games looked okay. But the thing that's going to get this team to win more is getting the passing game going. This is a game that you should be using trying to get that going the best you can. And if Andy Reid needs any reminder, here it is, Andy. Keep the pedal to the metal all the way through at least the fourth, you know, the middle part of the fourth quarter. If you're up, you know, three or four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, okay, take it off. But don't go into halftime up two touchdowns and take your foot off the gas because that could be a dire situation. Agreed. On the defensive side, goal number two for me is they got to stay frosty. You have to understand that this is a challenged offense. You have to hammer it. You've been playing well. You haven't been giving up a lot of points. You can't slack off now because if if they do make a mistake, if they let, say, Mooney get loose or Chase Claypool decides to, to attack somebody and if you're not on the top of your game, you don't have your edge, you're going to give up something to a lesser player and a lesser team, to tell you the truth. So, yes, this is a caged animal or, or a cornered animal, but they still have some claws. So it's up to the Chiefs defense, the leadership both on and off the field, to make sure that they maintain their intensity. And I think this is an opportunity for them to keep it under 10 points yet again. I don't want to say the shutout word, but that's what I'd be hoping for. You know, I look at this game, and one of the things where, in some ways, having Tranquil play middle linebacker rather than Nick Bolton could actually be an advantage to an extent because you're looking at a situation where Passing-wise, that's one of the things Bolton has struggled with at times. But against the, you know, having him spy the quarterback is also something that I think could be a big thing in this game. With as much as Fields like to use his, use his legs, even though he hasn't used it a ton this season yet, having Tranquil in his speed, being able to keep Fields to less than, you know, 30, 40 yards rushing, uh, getting outside the pocket and, and throwing the ball outside the pocket and, you know, trying to extend plays – that's really where I think they can also win, and that's the goal that I would say. Last thing for me is that you got to continue to develop it. This is just enough to get some of the guys that have been missing action a little bit of time. Travis Kelsey should get some, some targets. Does he need nine targets again? I don't think so. Chris Jones should be able to cut through this defense pretty well. He might have a three-sack day. You you don't know. If he's truly on his uh, on his records for his bonuses, I think he might. But does yeah. he need that much time? No. You need to rotate every everyone else through and get as many guys some, some reps as you possibly can. I would say that you actually give Travis less, snap, less snaps in this game uh, because you want to rest his knee and you want him to get better. You saw him last week. He wasn't the normal Travis Kelsey and I'm not expecting that he's always going to be 100% and that he's always going to be able to do some of the things he's done in the past several years. He is getting up there in age. He's going to slow down a little bit. But he he didn't have anywhere near the explosion. He didn't look great out of his breaks. Uh, mental lapses, and, and that's going to happen from time to time when you, ha- when you have some time off and you're dealing with an injury because you're probably thinking about that injury when you're on the field too. Uh, and one thing that really sticks out to me, and I've I actually – uh, this is one of the things you can get on the text line. I asked everybody on the text line that is subscribed, who is the player on the Chiefs that has the most missed tackles? Receiving-wise, who do you think it is, Ryan? Oh, receiving-wise? Uh, yeah. 
on the Chiefs defense, I'm going to say it's LeJarrius Sneed. No, 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 no. I'm uh, sorry. Forced missed tackles receiving wise. Oh, forced missed tackles. Yeah, okay. sorry. I thought I said that. Uh, I apologize. Receiver with forced. Um, could it be Justin Watson? Nope. Okay. No gray. <laughs> Good for him. Hey, why not let him eat a little bit? Let's see what he that, can do. That's my point. Let him eat. Let him continue to play what he's been playing. Let him to continue to play well. You need Kelsey on this offense, but you don't need him specifically in this game, at least in my opinion. Let Noah Gray get out there and, and run 30, 40% of the snaps. Uh, you know, maybe go with less, you know, 12 or 13 personnel this week and let Kelsey have a little bit more time off, get him a little bit healthier. Uh, and I think that's really going to pay dividends for the Chiefs down the road. I like it as well. And this is not to discount what the Bears can do or or act as though that it's a preconceived notion. But I will say this does feel like a game to me that the Chiefs can open up a lead on. And I'm not one to make grandiose predictions. But as I look at this with all the turmoil and all the distraction and the replacement players they're going to have to play, particularly on the offensive line for the Chicago Bears, while their defense, I think, has some, some talent and it may be a bit of a slog to get going. I do see the Chiefs pulling away in this one. At the end of this day, I see the Chiefs winning 24-7. I, I'm going to go with basically what I think I said on uh, the, the crossover, and I think that was 27-13. I will say this. Uh, that seems awfully low to where Kansas City should be, in my mind, and where the Bears are right now. But until Kansas City gets to a point where they take these types of games seriously and they put a, an opponent away early and they keep their foot on their throat the entire game, you're going to continue to see closer games than you really should. This shouldn't be a, a match where they're getting into a, a shootout of any sort. Chicago shouldn't be able to put 13 points on the board. But all it takes is somebody messing up. And we, we've already talked the, the punt returner is going to be different. And I did see somebody in the chat say, you know, Richie James fumbled one. Yes, I agree with you. That was a problem last week. But you're still going to be looking at probably your third or fourth punt returner at this point. That becomes even more of an issue. Yeah, agreed. Uh, there are plenty of things that you can step on here that could be a bit of a minefield for you this week. But if you take care of business, I think this team is overmatched. We'd love to know what you think. Put your comments, put your predictions in the comments section. We'd love to see what you think of the score. You can leave it on the uh, social profiles as well over at Locked on Chiefs or at Chiefs Corner or at one of our Twitter accounts. You can see those here below us. You can also do that over on the Spotify reviews and the Apple reviews. We'd love to hear from you. What do you think the Chiefs do against these Chicago Bears? We appreciate your time. Thanks for liking and subbing on this channel. Make sure you check out all the other channels for every team in the NFL here on Locked on as well as all the national shows. We appreciate you checking out our other outlets where you can see Chris's written work at Chiefs Corner on Substack. You can get to RGR Football here on YouTube as well as on audio. You can also go to NFL 33 where I just did a breakdown of the Chris Jones situation, not just uh, the numbers, et cetera, but what it means and just how quickly we could be back in that situation. That's at NFL33.com. Thanks for spending your Friday with us. Happy Red Friday. Get in your particular mindset to get ready for these Chicago Bears. We appreciate you being with us. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you live post-game.